Hello, everybody. This is Courtney Stanley, and welcome to another exciting episode of Dare to Interrupt, the only podcast made by women for women in the world of events, hospitality, tourism, and beyond. We hope you feel empowered as you listen in on honest, unfiltered conversations with leaders who are considered to be the most influential, inspiring, and innovative women in business today. Throughout their careers, these leaders have dared to interrupt conversations, their own comfort zones, and sometimes even societal norms to hustle toward their greatest levels of success. Before you meet today's guest, I have three questions for you. Do you feel like you want to take yourself to new levels of success this year? Do you want to stay relevant in our fast-paced industry and do you want to be inspired to move into a future of possibility? If you answered yes to any of those questions, you are going to love our guest today. From being the youngest marketing director of multinational L'Oreal to owning retail and manufacturing companies and writing a best-selling book in different 11 different categories on Amazon, our guests work and life lessons embody courage and resilience. Please welcome speaker and author, Haiti Antizana. Welcome, Haiti. How are you today? Yeah. yeah, I'm so happy to be here all the way from Southern California in my studio. Thank you so much. It's, um, you know, it's it's incredible that we met not so long ago at Almex. And I just felt such an instant connection with you, Courtney. Um, you just have this authentic energy that resonates. Um, and when I reached out to you earlier in the year, I don't know if you remember, I asked you, what are some of your goals for this year? Do you remember what you replied to me? I did. I believe I said to you that I was working on it. I was in the process of of taking a moment and kind of sitting in a slower pace of life at the beginning of the year to really clearly define and reassess what I wanted to do with my life in this particular chapter. So I really didn't have much of an outline for you with what goals I was looking to accomplish. It was more it was more an intentional effort to slow down and to make sure that I was actually focusing on what really mattered to me instead of just, you know, throwing goals on a paper and moving forward on autopilot. And you know what? That surprised me so much because I thought you gave me permission to share with you how I've been feeling because so many times people will tell me, oh, we have, I have these great goals and everything. And I just feel like, oh my gosh, I don't. So um, that really took me back to the, the last three months, the last three months where um, towards the last quarter of last year, I lost three big contracts and that would have met all my financial goals for the whole of 2024. Mm. So I was devastated. And then I realized that, you know what, here's the universe, here's my higher power actually having another plan for me. Um, it gave me the most valuable resource, and that was time with the most valuable person, which was me. And how often do we get that, right? Um, I was almost forced uh, to take it. And I took that time to start figuring out, um, to actually connect with the non-busyness of my life and just to have that success or that success um, definition or the financial success definition. And, um, and I really changed my definition of success. And I had this huge aha moment where I realized success is not always linear, is it? 
Mm-hmm. It's not a, just an ongoing straight line, upward progression that we have. So many times we just plateau where nothing happens and we get frustrated. We're not moving forward. And all of a sudden, bam, something ama- amazing happens. And I always thought that, you know, before you can get your breakthrough, you need to have a breakdown. But actually, all I needed was to have a break. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly and how I was feeling too this year, Haiti. Really? And I appreciate you saying that. Absolutely. Because I think, you know, especially if we look at what these past few years have have been like, specifically for the meetings and events industry, but really, you know, business just across industries, we have been in survival mode the past few years where we have probably worked harder than other or we any other time, or we have been experiencing more change in life, specifically in our careers than any other time for most of us. And I think it really required people to take a break. I think we've been going so hard for so long. And a lot of people who tune into this podcast are very ambitious people. They're very goal-driven. They're very strategic. They're very organized. And so, you know, with that type of energy and that type of work ethic comes a need for a break. And I think so often we feel like it's, it's, you know, potentially a bad thing to slow down, to let business even just, you know, breathe a little bit before we keep moving again and making sure that we're actually moving in the direction we want to be moving. 100%. And you gave me permission that it was okay to do that. Um, I felt so alleviated that here I am always being a triple A personality, I call myself, <laughs> suffer from a terrible disease called perfectionism. Um, and I, I call myself now recovering perfectionist. So it makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. And I, I think that's so relatable. And I appreciate you saying that too, because I think I definitely have always considered myself a perfectionist. And I think this is, you know, I think the perfectionist is strong in me. And I think that, you know, it's it's a tough mindset to challenge. But I also think, you know, kind of what you were saying before, when you set goals that are more external, things like making money, things like winning awards, things like earning promotions, there's only so much meaning that those external goals will provide. And so I think when you've checked the boxes, you know, year after year, you're doing great, you're working hard, you're seeing results. You just start to ask the question, am I doing something that is purposeful, that is meaningful, and that is bringing me joy? And the answer could be yes, but it could also be, I don't know. And maybe I need to take a step back and ask myself, what are the things that I really want to be spending my time doing? It's almost like having a little bit of a a life end crisis or a midlife crisis where you just, you need that moment to really reassess and reflect. 100%. And um, I think you've, you've asked me before you about what was my proudest moment. Um, yes. Greatest had, success. yes. And you know, you know, you just said about getting an award, getting this, and I, I really thought hard and fast on this. And I, I was just, hitting a blank and then my husband helped me out and he said my gosh you always tell me what your proudest moments is and what keeps you going and that is the fact that you can make you have made such a difference and such transformations in people's lives and they keep giving you feedback on that yes I said that's exactly what it is and again I feel that um 
you know, when I ask people, what is your purpose? What is your vision? What is your mission? You know, they very much would say, uh, you know, I want to get a promotion. I want to do this. I want to um, uh, um, make X amount more dollars. And I, I, that's the, just the superficial purpose. There is a deeper, deeper purpose to that. And um, there was actually a Gallup survey done um, which showed how many working adults in America found their work meaningful. Hmm. What would you guess that percentage to be, um, Courtney? How, what percentage of working adults in America do you think found their work um, meaningful? So, okay, the percentage of adults that I think find their, their work meaningful, I'm going to go with 15%. Wow. You what need to surprise. <laughs> really? It's 13% found the work meaningful, which makes a staggering percent of 87 people, 87% of uh, adults working in the States dragging themselves to work, finding their job meaningless. And I really hope, and the more I look into that, is that I hope that you are, you know, our listeners um, listening to this podcast today, our audience, see themselves amongst that 13% that does see their work meaningful. Um, because if you ever doubt how meaningful your work is, just go back to, I really believe that we are as leaders today, living in a time in history where we've been specifically chosen at this moment in time to create opportunities and impact the lives of others. And I see this as a tremendous gift and honor. And I really hope that you, the audience, <clears throat> sees it too. Mm -hmm. And I, I am curious, and I'm sure we'll get into this in the conversation, but let's just assume that the audience that's tuning into this podcast fits that demographic and only 13% of our listeners find their work meaningful. What would you say is the first step to change that? Oh, wow. Okay, that that is a big loaded question and one that um, I want to answer in the form of how 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 I did it. Um, I want to take you back to 2016. So imagine 2016, I said goodbye to everything I ever knew. I said goodbye to a very profitable uh, professional development business, goodbye to amazing clients. I said goodbye to my parents, lifetime friends. And at the age of 48, I decided to totally renew my life. And I boarded a plane in Johannesburg, South Africa with my husband and made a 34-hour journey to start a brand new life in America. Intermacula, I don't know if you know it. Yes, I do. <laughs> do. Right. What do you know it for? Oh, gosh. I just know that it's a beautiful place in Southern California. Okay. I, always, I always say God had a reason to put me here. It's got 48 wine farms on, on my doorstep. Oh, well, that's probably why I've heard of it. All my friends love wine. <laughs> they always talk about it. So um, to make my journey here a little bit uh, more challenging or a little bit longer than the 34 hours was I was traveling with 14-month-old twins and a six-year-old. Mm. And people often ask me, why did I do it? Uh, why did I come to a country to start brand new, start my business brand new, knowing no one and no one knowing me? And really it comes to this is 
my soul was restless. Spirit mm. needed to breathe again. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation and in a, or in a time like that in your life. I definitely have. I think that's very relatable. And I want, I want you to, I want to reiterate that too. Your spirit needed to breathe again. And my soul was restless. Something had to change. It didn't matter that I was doing so well financially uh, that I'd grown this great business. I just knew I had to move. And I did it the, the hardest way. I literally moved country. Um, and it's the, people ask me, has, was it hard? And it's really been the hardest thing I've ever, ever done in my life. Um, imagine little things that at 48, you have to learn to drive on the other side of the road. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had to upskill myself in how you do business in America. It's not how you do business uh, elsewhere. Um, even the even the way you speak American language, you know, you say uh, uh, I pump gas into my car. I I use petrol. Um, you say I stop at a, a traffic light. I say I stop at a robot. So I had to learn how to speak American English. But more than anything, for the first time in sixteen years, I had to start making cold calls to people. And I was getting rejected 11, 15 times a day. That was a huge blow to my ego. So I was a very, very small fish in a big pond. And have you ever had one of those days when you just cannot get out of bed, Courtney? You just can't face that day. I definitely think so, especially after a really big conference. <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, it's those, what they call those kitchen floor moments. But I had many of those where Club Duvet was the place to be. Um, and uh, where you throw yourself a pity party and you invite anger, bitterness, frustration to come and join you. And that's the day where, and I actually have, I wish I could show your listeners, but I actually have this and I really recommend everyone to get it. In my wardrobe, I have, and I would go and get it when I felt really sorry for myself, the biggest girl panties. I have this huge, <laughs> um, a big girl panties because you see, failure wasn't an option for me. I was the breadwinner of my family. I am the breadwinner of my family. Um, so why am I telling you all this is that if you want to reach your next level of success, um, if you're stuck in that rut, if you're burnt out, overwhelmed, you need to start getting a master's degree in getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. growth and comfort don't coexist together. Just remember a time when you've achieved something really great. Maybe it was an accreditation, a degree. Maybe you were going to be heading a new team. And how did you feel just before that? Really uncomfortable, right? But had you not done it, you wouldn't be where you are today. So what was the result of me getting, I actually got a PhD, I say to myself, for being uncomfortable. And what happened in the next six months, um, was that I got the biggest contract I had ever got in my career. And had I just stayed in my comfort zone, which was in South Africa with the clients I had, with everything I knew, 
I would never, ever have been there, um, have had that big contract. And you see, to succeed as a leader, I really believe to, to hold on to the future is you need to let go of what's no longer working for you in the past. Mm -hmm. I did. The stuck in the rut, the routine. And a lot of people said to me, because I got a huge contract from a client here that many people had wanted to get to, to get, become a vendor for, for many, many years. And they always said to me, oh, how lucky you are, you know? And I always laugh when people say that to me, Courtney, because um, I really love that quote by um, car race, uh, racing driver, Bobby Unson. He said, success is where preparation and opportunity meet. Mm -hmm. And you see, I've been preparing for 17 years for me to get that contract to be at, here at that time. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It has very little to do with happenstance. That's for sure. So I want to get into some more questions that I have for you, for you, because there's so much to cover here. And I know you've talked about, you know, some really highs that you've had in your career. You've talked about some more challenging moments that you've had in your career. What do you believe are skills that people in our industry need to have in order to reach these new levels of success? So let's say that our audience is feeling stuck. And people in our audience are feeling like they want to change. They want to take these next steps. But what skills do you think they need to be developing during this time that they're feeling a little bit stuck in order to reach these new levels of success? The skill that I learned um, during COVID, where I said to myself, I had to reinvent what success is going to look like for me now, um, where many of us were, right? Um, and it's an essential skill to be what I say future fit for success. But before I reveal what it is, I want to talk to you about the disease um, that many of our listeners may be suffering from. Um, I certainly was. Um, it's very prominent uh, in the meeting, hospitality, tourism uh, industry. Um, I've seen it. Um, and I learned about this concept from an amazing mentor. Her name is Dr. Nadia, and I want to give her a shout out, Dr. Nadia Yeksimbaba. She's the founder of the Reinvention Academy. So I wanted to reinvent myself. So I went and became a certified reinvention practitioner. And the disease is called the Titanic Syndrome. Mm. Have you ever heard of it? No. Tell me about it. All right. So it refers to how some of us uh, leaders or organizations as a whole facing disruption can create our own downfall through an inability to, the, to adapt to the speed and intensity of change mm. and not being able to see the new reality up ahead. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about the speed of change. Do you know that in the next few years, we're going to experience more change and disruption than ever before. And futurists have actually predicted that we, in this 21st century, we're not going to experience 100 years of change, but instead we are going to experience an equivalent of 20,000 years of change and progress. Oh, my gosh. That's staggering, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> yes it is. 
And um, what are the causes of some of this change? And of course, the number one cause is ta- uh, technology. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, uh, actually, uh, co- um, the causes of change of uh, the predictive analysis survey has come out um, from Accenture. And they say the number one cause of change today is technology. And I think that's been brought about, obviously, by AI. And it's just how do we look at AI in a new way? It's how do we educate ourselves, our teams, on how to use AR to supplement their performance? How to have a learning culture where everybody can stop worrying about whether AI is going to take their job and instead feel empowered to do this and to change how they do everything with it. So what is the skill? Mm-hmm. The skill is the skill of renewal, the skill of reinvention. And what it is, is the practice of embracing change by reimagining, recreating something with new, improved qualities and results. But it has to be deliberate, you see, for it to work. Um, Because change is seen as a one-way, one-time project. Whereas renewal and reinvention is a continuous, it's a proactive, it's a deliberate process that you need to implement into your business. And we have a great tool um, that we use uh, with um, in our workshops where you can anticipate change, how to anticipate change in your business, how to design it and how to implement it in an ongoing basis. Worldwide companies are setting up reinvention departments, renewal departments, and hiring CROs, chief reinvention officers. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, what are the areas of our professional lives that we should be renewing? Okay. So there are various, and we have 15 different ways one can reinvent but I just thought right now, um, and in the industry, in the this high burnout, um, high overwhelm industry that uh, tourism, hospitality, events is, is I thought about one, two specific ones. And uh, have you ever felt like you're just dragging yourself out of bed to do a job? You know, um, we we have become so disconnected with our why. So it's about renewing our sense of purpose. Why do you take yourself to work each day? Make make that clear. We so got caught up in the doing, we forget why we do what we do, Courtney. And, um, you know, successful companies build upon a strong foundation of a vision, a mission, a why. And if our listeners, is there anybody out there that's never read or heard the amazing TED Talk and book by Simon Sinek, Start With Why, mm-hmm. definitely recommended. Um, but what I'd like to do today is give a free tool, um, and I'm going to give a, a link to that free tool um, where you can work towards defining your why. It's called the Big Picture Vision Map, which will provide you with a clearer direction. And where would they find that link, Courtney? So they can access the link on meetingstoday.com where Dare to Interrupt is hosted. Awesome. So other questions that I want to ask in terms of renewing your why, uh, maybe if um, 
you, the listener, listening in, you might want to jot down is what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Is a one question. Another question is what three events are important for you to achieve at work or in your life? And whose lives do you want to impact or make a difference in the most? Just starting with those questions would get you towards the direction of your why. The second renewal that I thought of, Courtney, that would be quite beneficial is renew our solutions, how we think uh, creatively. Um, and for example, with this group, it's a lot about creating memorable experience with their customers, their clients, even their team members. So how do we renew our creativity? Um, instead of just brainstorming, throwing out ideas, um, we want a wow experience for our client. What are we going to do? And we just ask always the same questions. How are we going to create this wow experience on a oh no kind of budget? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we need to ask different questions to open up our way of thinking and look at the challenge in a, with a different lens. Um, to get unique answers, um, ask your questions in the extreme. For example, how can I make this the most lavish event? How can I make it the most inexpensive event? How can I make it the most exciting? Or how can I make it the most boring? Where can we go that is the furthest? Where can we go that is the nearest? And when you go to these extremes, it frees up your everyday thinking, your everyday answers and your everyday solutions. You may not have uh, be using them, but it just frees up the unexpected thinking. And to supercharge your answers, I always ask to set a goal and say, think of 10 ways that I can do this event in the most maybe OTT experience. Um, when you put a number to the amount of answers, it keeps you going when your brain normally would have stopped. That's so interesting. I haven't tried that exercise before. That's something I'm definitely going to work on. And I have to say that the questions that you asked prior to this, the three questions you asked to go back for that to that for a second, were really big questions that I personally don't think I have really sat with in a while. So I'm definitely going to be doing that too. Now, Haiti, you you energize and empower leaders and their teams through the speaking engagements that you are uh, hosting and being a guest speaker for. You empower leaders to be future fit for success. What exactly does that mean? All right. So I've just found, and by the way, um, I wrote a book called Packaged for Success. Um, and I'm going to give that also as, um, in, in the link, um, that where they get the big picture vision map, uh, once they complete the form, um, the, our listeners will be able to, uh, have the opportunity to be one of the winners of my book package for success. So in that book, um, I really discovered for the last 25 years, I've researched, I've studied, I've spoken, and I've worked with really successful people in all industries. And like everything, there are patterns in life, there are patterns in human behavior, and there are patterns for success. Um, very few people, if any, have been born with a success gene per se. 
Um, so one of the most consistent habits and patterns that I've seen of successful people is that they make decisions not based on where they are right now, but instead where they want to be. And that is absolutely essential for you to be future fit for success. Don't really think of what is it that I want to leave behind, but what is it that we want to be? Where is it that I want to be? And in all the different areas. And um, another question that I often ask when people want to reach their future, to be more future fit for success is, what do you know what to do that you are not doing? I'm going to repeat that because it's quite profound. What do you already know what to do that you are not doing? You know, it's that thing that is gives you butterflies in your stomach. It's that thing that tells you, I need to fire this client because he's far too much, gives me too many headaches and it's not worth it for my mental well-being anymore. Um. And why is it that you are not doing it already? That's a big question. That is a big question. And I have to say, I think as people hear that question, things will immediately pop into their heads. Mm -hmm. That's what happened to me when you asked that question. I was like, oh, there's, you know, at least two or three things that right away <laughs> popped into my head. But I liked that you brought two different perspectives to it. So on one hand, you talked about, you know, the things that we should be doing to be better, or why are we not doing them? But then on the other hand, and I hadn't thought about it this way, your question was more around what are the things that light you up? The things you get butterflies about, the things that excite you, the things that inspire you, and why are you not doing more of that? That, I think there are two parts to that question that are worth answering and, and really fascinating, really good question. I'm glad you see it. Like that. It's just to answer it and to start. And something that I always say is inaction is our worst enemy. We need to take action in the face of disruption. We need to dare to interrupt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Haiti, let me ask you this question. So if people are, let's say they're they're at Club Duvet and they, which I love, <laughs> I love Club Duvet. So they're at Club Duvet. And they are, again, just kind of feeling stuck. In order for these people to move from a place of knowing that they're not doing these things that are lighting them up to actually taking action, so moving from inaction to action, what has helped you in the past to really take those first steps forward? What has helped me the most is to really deep dive into an amazing word that tells me the word is limitless. Mm. To focus on the word limitless. And if you split that word, Courtney, limitless stands for you need to limit yourself less. You need to get out of your own way. And often in my workshops, I say, what, who, what is stopping you from your next success level? And 99% of people would answer the same, me. Yes. 
<laughs> and um, a story, a quick story on that is that um, for 16, for 17 years of my career, I've been wanting to write a book. Mm. But and I always would pose these questions in my mind. Who would read it? I haven't been very good uh, in English at school. I only learned to speak English at 10 because I was born in Bolivia. So I learned to speak and read um, English only when I was 10. So um, I would say no. Oh. And in the meantime, through all this time, I had written thousands of blogs uh, but they just the book was such a big thing for me. In the meantime, my competitors had written like three or four books. Finally, when I came to America, I gave myself three months to write a book. That was my business card. And I wrote it and it came, uh, it was number one in 11 different uh, cate international categories. Now, again, who was standing in my way? It was just me and it was in action. Um, but what, how I, I wrote the book is I went to a network of people that were writing books and they helped push me to become limitless in that space. So community surrounding yourself with support um, of people with similar goals to you. Masterminds for me are one of the best things. Um, but to be limitless, I feel that when you're feeling down on yourself, um what get yourself give yourself a big kick in the butt and get yourself a coach or go see a therapist but get into action because it can be a spiral trend going down and again we must remember that success isn't linear sometimes we get blind blindsided by a setback and it spirals us down and this is when maintaining that momentum is critical to move up again Mm -hmm. I think that's great advice. And I, I actually love that you said to get a coach or get a therapist, because I do think that that third party accountability and support is a game changer. I know it has been for me over the years in different life chapters, and it really has not only helped maybe to give me a kick in the pa uh, the pants, but also to help redirect me and to help understand the why behind the inaction so I think, you know, that level of accountability, but also self-awareness development is a beautiful gift. So I appreciate that advice. Now, Haiti, this has been an incredible conversation. I feel like there has been so, so much that our audience is going to take away specifically that freebie that you're giving away, the link to the assessment. What is that called again? It's your personal vision action map. Well, I'm very excited to take that assessment and to go through that exercise. So again, audience, make sure you go and check out this podcast on meetingstoday.com. You can access that freebie. Haiti, I want to ask you one final question today. And that is, if you could share one piece of advice with our audience, what would you want them to take away from today's conversation? What words of wisdom would you want them to carry with them? For me, the biggest thing is, start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And if you want to succeed in the future, you need to just let go of what's no longer working in the past. Because growth and comfort don't coexist. You're here. What great words to close this conversation on. And Heidi, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share all of this insight and some of your own personal story with us today. This has been absolutely phenomenal. Courtney, well, I want to take this time just very briefly to 
Thank you, meetings today and this amazing platform that you've developed, um, Dare to Interrupt podcast. Um, and I just want to acknowledge you. And, it, you know, I was thinking about um, what you do, and it reminds me of the Tom Peters quote that said, great leaders don't create followers, they create more leaders. Mm-hmm. And that, in essence, is what you've done with this podcast uh, through meetings today. So you've taken so many people and businesses to their next level. So I acknowledge and thank you for that. Well, thank you, Heidi. That's really touching to me. And I love the quote that you used too. I'm going to take that with me as well. So thank you again so much for your kind words and for being here today. And of course, audience, thank you so much for tuning in. As you know, this is our fifth year of this podcast. We've had incredible conversations with just the most inspiring leaders in our industry and outside of our industry. So keep following along, share what you learned from this episode with us on social media by following at meetings today and at Courtney on stage. And of course, be sure to never miss an episode by subscribing to Dare to Interrupt on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. Be limitless, get out of your own way, and keep daring to interrupt, my friends. Until next time.